Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. My name is Joe Eubanks. I'm also known as Coyote Eyes, and um, I'm based in New York City. And a fun fact. Oh, let's see. You know what? I actually recently took up aerial acrobatics. Um, <gasps> it's so cool. I, it was like what? one of my, I know I, um, you know, I have a girlfriend who learned to um, fly a plane. She learned to pilot during quarantine. And uh-huh. so I'm watching this girl and it's, it's become this running joke with, well, me and myself. It's like, well, you know, don't feel bad if you haven't done anything in quarantine. She just learned to fly a plane. So, right. <laughs> no so big deal. I, uh, yeah, it's something I've always wanted to do. And I was like, that's so cool. You know, what better time? So that's kind of fun, I suppose. That's awesome. I actually have a friend that does that. And I think it's so cool. And I bet it like helps with like your upper body strength. Oh God, you know, it really, you know, it requires you to build some, but yeah, you know, I, you know, it's this, um, the studio where I train, they do a lot of, um, the silks and the hoops and I'm obviously pole. Oh. And I mean, when you think about pole dancers, those, those women and, and men, people are just such strong acrobats. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so awesome. I'm going to have to, hopefully you post like a video or something on Instagram. So I, I can- will. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about Chasing Ghosts by Coyote Eyes. Uh, Let's start with the lyrics of this song. What is the song about and what inspired you to write it? Well, I'm so glad that we're talking about this song. And I think, you know, largely because it's a very, it's not, it's a very unusual song um, for my, in my experience um, as an artist and a writer. Um, So it's a cool one to talk about, but um, this guy was very collaborative. I'm usually, um, you know, my joke is that I'm an only child, so I don't, you co-writers a lot. Um, but this one was very collaborative and, um, we began with, um, it was my first session with two writers. Um, their names are Sammy Hakeem and Mateo Cher, great writers. But, um, I came to them with this, um, idea. And at the time, um, there was someone who I was seeing kind of secretly and, you know, he, had just gone through this like very devastating, he was engaged to this woman and and they broke up and, you know, he was just absolutely completely broken. And he and I were very good friends. And I think, you know, sometime after they broke up, he and I started, you know, this, this romance and whatnot, but, you know, he just was so broken from that. He just wasn't ready Mm. And I remember the morning before the studio session, I had seen him, he was, you know, kind of living with me at the time. And I saw him, you know, go into um, the bathroom in the morning to take a shower. And it was like, I watched him pull back the shower curtain and he saw, I'm I'm blonde. I've got this like mess of a lion's made of blonde hair. (laughs) And he saw this uh, and his fiance was this beautiful woman with this long, dark hair. And I saw him pull back the curtain and look at my hair in the shower drain. 
And it was like this moment of seeing that it was my hair and not hers. And this, this sadness and this grief that came over his face. And it was such like, you know, that moment stuck with me so greatly that I walked into this session and I was like, I really want to write a song about, you know, someone who's still in love with someone else and the experience of loving someone who's still in love with someone else. Mm -hmm. And aren't we all still kind of in love with someone else and just chasing the idea of them? Like, aren't we all just chasing ideas of each other? So that's kind of... Yeah, that's kind of how it, it how it started, um, and um, I'm so grateful that I worked with these two writers. Usually, for me, I don't write um, immediately when something happens. I kind of have mm. to give it some time. It's just it kind of weighs on me, and then I process. But for mm. this, it was happening in real time, so we took that concept and we it grew from there. When you guys got together for the writing session. Did you just start with the lyrics um, because, you know, you went in there kind of knowing a concept? Did you just start with the lyrics or did that piano, that piano is so beautiful and that melody that's created with that piano is very beautiful. So I don't know if you guys, you know, someone was messing around with that first and then you started writing the lyrics. Well, what's interesting is that piano was actually not written until about two months ago and Chasing Ghosts was written two years ago. So I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point, but this song is actually, you know, this is a reimagining of the original song. So this is, I don't want to say redone, but this song has had such a journey, but originally, you know, as I was telling this story, um, I, um, you know, my band has this running joke of whenever I go in, uh, whenever I start telling a story, they say it takes me so long. They have to buckle their seatbelts and put on their coats. <laughs> so, it takes me so long. <laughs> so I start telling this story and um, it takes me forever. And the and um, Mateo, who was on the piano at the time, just started playing some chords. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of fit the chords to the the concept, okay. and then the lyrics just the lyrics and melody just grew from from there. Gotcha. So, well, now I want to talk about the journey that this song has had because yeah. you said that it's been through um, some different productions. So, what made you change? Like, yeah, what made you change it? Was the original production really different, like significantly different from what it is now? I would say, yes. I you know, the change, well, it's interesting. The changes are slight, but slight, but huge at the same time. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I, mostly the change was inspired by, um, the past couple of years I've grown so much as a vocalist Mm -hmm. and I felt like, you know, my voice as it is today sounded nothing like it did at the time. So I knew that I wanted to change. I knew I wanted to re-record the vocals. I also knew that I wanted to update the production because my style has changed so much mm-hmm. um, in the past few years. When I first, it was a very quick process. I We wrote the song and then, you know, I'm in the studio the next week laying it down with my uh, producer. 
And at the time, I, the, the first time we produced it, it was with um, I Am Snow Angel. And she's this incredible um, sound designer for um, Ableton, if you don't know who she is. And she's just she um, runs a company called Female Frequency, um, which is a collective of women in in music industry, specifically in mm-hmm. production, since that still seems to be such a small community of women. Um, so when she and I originally did the production, um, it was mainly just vocal layers and a little bit of buried piano, but it was, and like a little bit of a heartbeat of a beat. But other than that, it was extremely sparse. So it wasn't until this fall, I, um, was working with, um, a couple new producers out in Los Angeles. I had gone, um, I was out there exploring some things and, um, you know, some of what I've been using a lot now is strings and there's a lot of, mm-hmm. of strings on my music and whatnot. And I said, you know, I think we really need to add, we need to add something, um, so that my production matches and, and to bring that alive. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was during COVID and, um, you know, I, um, which was hard, but I had a friend out there, um, who came to my, uh, little apartment up in the Hollywood Hills. It was very isolated from everyone. And we just recorded the vocals remotely. Um, and then everything else was added from there. We added the the new piano part and then we added the new strings part. So I really love where the song is now. I think, you know, when it was first written, it was written in a way, um, I think it was written in a way that uh, that would have allowed it to take the production many different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, yeah, it started really, really simple and then it grew from there. I hope that answers the question. It's 3 a.m. You're here again. Your hands on my skin. My clothes on the floor. You pull me in and I pretend. Your hands on my skin means there's something more. Oh, silly me for thinking that you need me Each time I hold you, you go cold You use my body but don't really see me And I should've known, I should've known That I need to let you go Cause I've been chasing ghosts to who I thought you were Who I thought you were And oh, I should've known that you've been chasing ghosts of her I'm actually curious. I did you release this? Um, you know, because it was written two years ago. Did you release it? So then, you never. Know, kinda, oh, no. well. So what is the decision on that? Well, you know, it was interesting. the The decision it was meant to be released, um, and then I think I was I was building up a catalog, and I you know was building up um, material to release on an EP. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be right before COVID. Then everything hit. And it was this thing of like, oh God, you know, everyone went through it. Do we release now? Is it not a good idea to release now? Do people want content? Do people not want new content? What do we do? And so we went through that. And then for me, I just went on this personal journey of, of I was in New York and just thought, you know, I just felt very, very, very strongly pulled to get out to LA. Um, mm-hmm. I really couldn't tell you why. And as soon as I got out there, it was just this wildfire of, of things started opening up for me. But, you know, once we, once we 
not redid it once we, you know, um, spiffed it up. Yeah. I just knew it was time. I just knew it was time. Okay. And I've been playing it live the whole time and people always, you know, it's a song that people really, um, relate to. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much poppier than I ever, I usually stay in kind of, you know, weird, dark, whatever. And this is a very pop song. Mm-hmm. Um, but people always, you know, I could always tell that, that, that it, people were connecting to it. So I thought, you know, I think this is the time when we all really need some connection. So this is the time to get it out there. Yeah, no, for sure. And timing, timing is everything to be honest, but yeah, I was curious to know, yeah. um, you know, the backstory on that, who ended up creating that piano line when you guys were like restructuring everything? Yeah. So, um, his name is Jared Chance Taylor. He was in, um, LA and then just recently moved to Nashville. Um, he does a ton of scoring. He does a lot of scoring for uh, commercials and film and television. And interestingly enough, most of the producers that I work with now, um, score film and television. So, and then I come in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which you can kind of hear, but, um, so it's been like this really cool, I'm really happy with where I am now and what I'm doing. And it's kind of unusual, but it's my thing and I love it. So, um, when Jared and I met, I had just gotten out to LA, um, met with a childhood friend who's in the music industry and we were chatting and I played him some of my new stuff. And he said, you know, I think I have a, I've got a friend that I think that you should meet. So um, at the time it was, you know, I'd been quarantined and isolated and he had as well, this Jared. And he said, well, do you feel comfortable meeting in person? And I said, well, yeah, you know, if it's just us in the studio, sure. So I went to do one session with him and it was supposed to be like a one day thing. And then we did an entire EP's worth of oh my God. work in a few weeks. And it just became this like very, very lucky um, great match. So he, um, so once we were just really churning this stuff out and it became this like artistic match made in heaven, mm-hmm. I said, you know, I think I've got this song and I'd love, I'd love if you could, you know, add your personal, you know, brush strokes to it. Yeah. Yeah, that is a very oh, beautiful melody that he created on there. It is. He's great. He's just, and he just, you know, that was just a one take thing for him. Wow. Well, yeah, strings too. Just literally one take. Oh, wow. Okay. So he played the strings. He did. He did. Yep. Oh, I love that.
Um, there's also this echoey effect on your vocals, I believe it is, that kind of goes throughout the song, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, but I love it because it's like super kind of tucked in um, and it's in the background and it is very ghost-like. Yep. Um, so I don't know if that was a choice that, you know, was intended that way, but I really, I caught on to that and I really, really um, loved that. Yeah, I think a lot of it, and that might be um, reverse, you know, reverse vocals. Yes. You know? Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So I think those are a lot of reverses. Um, and originally, oh. our original reference for the song, believe it or not, was When the Party's Over by Billie Eilish. That's when oh, okay. it first came out. And so our intention was to just create vocal layers. So the thing is that the original production from I Am Snow Angel is still there. This All the song is still original. Um, but um, we re-recorded the lead vocal and then Jared added strings and piano. Okay. So this, you know, this, this song is like, you know, that old movie, how to make an American quilt when like 5,000 old ladies <laughs> make a quilt. It's like yeah. so many people on this song. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, well, I want to know what your favorite lyric line is in this song. Oh, you know, I think, you know, I think my favorite lyric is, um, I love like I'm an addict. There's that part in the pre-chorus that says, I've got my habits. I love like I'm an addict. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I say that because, um, that's something that was thrown out in the room that day. And it's just very, um, vulnerable that that line makes me feel very naked because I know for me personally you know I have had in the tendency the tendency in um prior relationships and situationships and whatnot to have this pattern with people where I would really fall for the idea of them and then once I had them in person, it was like, this is, you know, this is miserable. This is not for me. This is not the right match. I don't feel like myself. I hate this situation. This person's not available. But then as soon as I would be without them, it was like I craved, I craved them. Mm -hmm. And so it became this weird cycle of like wanting the idea of someone and then getting super addicted to that um, cycle. So I think for me, um, that's just very, very personal, but I think sometimes we do, we get, um, you know, someone once told me that, that human shaped drugs are the most powerful drugs of all. And I think that's true. We can really get addicted to each other. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. It's kind of scary. I know. I know. <laughs> well, do you have a favorite production element? Oh yeah. You know, I think, um, Jared's, uh, piano, you know, I just think, and, and his strings too. I just, you know, the intro of that song. Um, and again, the song's taken so many iterations. And one thing I didn't mention was, you know, every time, I don't know why with this song, it's just, it's grown and changed so much, but, um, every time we played it live, I would play it a little bit differently um, oh. to the point where I tried, like, you know, when I would play full band shows, we would have these like really, um, you know, we would have this like bass and these toms and it was just this really like gut wrenching beat. 
Um, sometimes when I played it with a pianist, it was like this very, you know, light, tinkly, sad um, melody. Sometimes we would play with cello. It was just all over the place. But I think, you know, when Jared wrote that piano intro, I was like, this is what the song is meant to be. This is mm-hmm. exactly what it's meant to be. So I think that's my favorite. Yeah, I can't get over that piano. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. I think it's like that- more than the words say sometimes. I think sometimes when you have a melody like that, yeah. you're like, oh, this is what the song's about. And I I, I completely understand. Yeah, and he, I mean, it just set like the mood and the tone of the song as well. Yeah. Um, he did a really, really great job to kind of, I mean, I haven't heard the other version, but I feel like based on what um, you've told me, I feel like he just did a really great job to like emphasize the lyrical content. Um, So yeah, it's just very, very, very well done. Loved it. All Jared. Yeah. (laughs) Well, do you have any other cool, interesting facts about the writing, the production or the recording process of the song? Oh, you know, it was just such, again, it was such an interesting journey because it's mm-hmm. for most songs, it's like you write it, you go into the studio and then it's mixed and that's it. Or, right. you know, you go into the studio, you write it, you produce it, you mix it, that's it. And with this guy, it's just been like such a, you know, it's really kind of like a living, breathing thing, this song. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, other things... You know, I think for me, like the reverse vocal process, so I use reverses a lot. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what we did for this song now that I'm, it's you know been a little while, but a lot of times what I'll do is um, we'll lay down the lead vocal mm-hmm. and then we'll reverse it and then see what's in there and then write harmonies or write backing vocals based on the reverse. Like sometimes it'll create a line in and of itself. And then we'll just go ahead and mimic that, which is, I feel like is really cool. Um, and have done that in other tracks too. So I think that was one of the coolest, the coolest parts. Um, and then also, you know, there was just something very magical about this was the first thing that I'd worked on, um, after quarantine, um, mm-hmm. the first time that I'd been with another person, um, you know, first in my little apartment and then in a studio. And it was just, there's something so magical about, um, there's something so magical about, about being able to create again after, you know, being shut in for so mm-hmm. long. So, yeah, I think that, and then, you know, just the, you know, the, the lyrics and the writing of this song, I think it was just so, um, the thing that I really like about this song is, um, you know, I think a lot of, um, songs tend to have that like angry aspect, especially when you're talking about like a breakup or, right. you know, where you, I mean, the song can be taken many different ways or the subject can be taken many different ways. And I feel like, what I really love about this song is it kind of takes an angle of compassion as opposed to anything else. Cause when you, you know, when you zoom out and look at this song, it's about someone, you know, who, uh, you know, I was hooking up with who had no intention of dating me, who was just kind of using me as a rebound and this, that, or the mm-hmm. other. And you could really, you know, take that and get super angry about it. But I think this song 
has more of an angle of, you know what, I'm broken, you're broken. Two broken people does not make one whole person, but it's okay and I forgive you. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, you also said something that I totally wanted, I forgot I wanted to mention as well. This song is, to me, is like mixed so well. Um, minus like the echoey effect you also have like harmonies going on but for me i they're like super if i remember correctly they're super tucked in but i can still hear them like faintly where it just emphasizes things because with this song i would like if i were to do it i would totally just make sure that like the leads are standing out because of what you're saying Right. right, like because right. of the lyrics, but I just felt like you guys placed harmonies in there and mixed them in so well. I don't know. I just wanted to say that as well. <laughs> I just really enjoyed yeah. like the overall like mix, like whoever mixed it. Um, Thanks. Really yeah, good. the mix was done. Um, a friend of mine, Andrew Dixon, um, who's out in LA, who introduced me to Jared, um, he um, did the vocal production. And then mixed and mixed all of that. And it's so interesting, too, because he was able to take the new vocals and the old vocals. So there's like, you know, some of those reverses and whatnot, those are all old. Some of those layered harmonies, those are from the first recording. And then there are also new ones in there. Um, So, you know, I think like the first thing that came to mind was like, yeah, this song is like this beautiful Frankenstein, but I don't want to say Frankenstein. It's kind (laughs) of like Frankenstein. (laughs) He's kind of got like a lot of new parts and a new life. But um, yeah, yeah, that's Andrew Dixon on there. He's bonkers. I've got a lot of really incredible people on this on this track. I mean, just amazing, incredible artists, incredible engineers and just great humans, too. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Well, can you tell everyone where they can download and stream Chasing Ghost and where they can follow you on social media? Yes. So um, Chasing Ghosts will be out everywhere on Thursday, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, YouTube, iHeart, all of those, all that good stuff. You can put it in your Instagram stories. I always think that's really fun. Um, TikTok, important these days. Um, You can follow me. I know. You can follow (laughs) me at I am Coyote Eyes on Instagram. And um, if you want the old fashioned way, I'm coyoteeyes.com. And um, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Such an interesting story. I loved it. Thank you so much for having me. You 
Listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadenae.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening. Just, just, just.